tornadoes to hurricanes, blizzards, and everything in between, you're listening to the Stormfront Freaks podcast. Stormfront Freaks are former television meteorologist Mark Massaro, atmospheric science graduate and skyworn storm spotter Brady Harris, digital meteorologist and weather producer on the Weather Channel app Dina Knightley, former on-camera meteorologist at the Weather Channel Kim Cunningham, Emmy-winning storm chaser and photographer Chris Sanner, and I'm your announcer and Skywarn Network coordinator Mark Johnson. Now, here's the moderator of the Stormfront Freaks podcast, Skywarn storm spotter and chaser Phil Johnson. All right, welcome to the most entertaining weather podcast on your listening and viewing device. This is the Stormfront Freaks podcast brought to you by Severe Studios. Since 2006, the longest running storm chase video streaming service in existence. Uh, Hey, if you're a first time listener, we definitely want to thank you for joining us. Don't forget to check out all of our previous shows and weather guests. You can find all you need at stormfrontfreaks.com. But this is episode 44. It's the start of season 3.0 for us. Woo! And our, our guest is ABC and Good Morning America Chief Meteorologist Ginger Z. Woo! Hey! Uh, welcome, yeah. Ginger. Yeah! And we'll, uh, we'll also be discussing the weather dictionary and why there seems to be multiple names for the same kind of storms. And stick around for our free but valuable WX resources. And winter always brings plenty of weather fools, which is something we're certainly not short of on this show. Um, I do oh. want to let you guys know, I think, no, I mean, we have plenty to show. Not oh, all. not that oh, oh my God. Yeah, so that, that maybe came out wrong. But uh, on that note, if you haven't yet seen our 2017 guest bloopers, uh, when, when which is amazing, if you, if you go to our YouTube channel, all you got to do is go to YouTube, search Stormfront Freaks. Uh, you'll find our channel, but we have our 2017 guest bloopers as they're trying to plug our show and say Stormfront Freaks podcast. It, it's hilarious. It'll have you in stitches. Uh, you got to check that out. And I do want to congratulate uh, our team. Uh, we were just awarded a Podbean Top 10 Science and Medicine podcast for 2017. So I want to congratulate. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We did it. We got it. it. <laughs> <laughs> we so, get raises. <laughs> yeah, we do. Raises for you. Raises. 10% for everybody. Nice. But I do want to th- not only congratulate our team, but I, a special thank you to all of our listeners that downloaded or streamed the show this past year. We appreciate it. You know, you're the reason why we do this, which is to have fun, teach about weather, do it typically from a non sciencey kind of standpoint, uh, but just have a lot of fun in the weather industry with weather people. So uh, we thank you for doing that. And we're happy to be a part of that. I do want to say this. I think most people know Ginger is, is expecting a child. Uh, do you, is it a boy or a girl? It's you know? a boy, yeah. Oh, Second boy. I don't even know what I'm getting myself into. Uh, <laughs> nope. A lot of boys on hey, this. Boys love family. their mamas. Yes, they do. Gosh. I have boys and they love Every, Everybody here yeah. has got yep. boys. So that, that's good. I've got three. Yeah. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> So anyway, because of that, we're going to go ahead and bypass introducing our co-hosts and happy hour. Um, we might still be drinking. We're just not going to announce what it is. But uh, <laughs> no one wants to listen to us. So let's go ahead and get to our guest, Maz. All right. Awesome. Hey, we are really excited to have Ginger Z on for uh, today. She's the chief meteorologist at ABC News. 
reporting on the nation's weather on Good Morning America, also known as GMA, right? Ooh. And across ABC News broadcasts and digital platforms. Now, prior to joining ABC News, she was a meteorologist at the NBC station WMAQ Channel 5 in Chicago from 2006, 2011. So now you can kind of guess her age. Just messing with you. Okay. Uh, before that assignment, Z has worked at Wood TV up in Michigan, up in the Kalamazoo area, where I worked with one of uh, her chiefs there as mm -hmm. a part of Storm Team Team 8 in Grand Rapids. Uh, Z has also storm chased since college as a genuine passion for the atmosphere and a dedication to getting young people interested in science, starting at like two years of age, right? No yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. We already, exactly. my son was reading my science magazine just today. Okay. <laughs> she is an Emmy Award winning meteorologist and attended Valparaiso University and holds a Bachelor of Science degree in meteorology. So she's not just another pretty face. <laughs> she has recently authored a New York Times best selling autobiography, Natural Disaster. I cover them. I am one. I love that title. Oh, I Thank you. You. It was the easiest part of the book to write. <laughs> so are we going to have a hand signal from you if you happen to go like right into labor right away or something? Or? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It'll be like this. <laughs> so what, I'll ask you on that note, uh, just quick. Uh, sorry, Maz. I thought that was your question. But uh, so, so we, the idea was originally to have you on, uh, to celebrate Women in Science Day, which is February 11th, because yeah. I, I know you're you're big into promoting uh, STEM programs for girls. And my, my question, I guess, to start off, because we won't have you specifically for that show, but what, I guess, what advice would you have to encourage, you know, more girls and young women to get into science or, or more specifically meteorology? Yeah, especially the first 10 years of my career, at every local station I was at, I made it a like a huge part of my job that I would go to schools. And that's where I fell in love with watching not just, you know, young girls, but young children fall in love with what I loved. And so it was nice to see, you'd always see at least one or two of them really get into it. And then now I'm starting to see the payoff. It's so strange. I got an email from a girl who had I think she's 18 and she said, you know, you came to my first grade class or something like that. I'm like, oh my God, that's <laughs> happening to me already. <laughs> yeah. um, but I inspired her and now she's going to college. She's going to OU in the fall. And she just, she, knowing that you have that opportunity responsibility, that's something that I feel every single day. My advice would be learn as much as you can as early as you can because I think and in, in, in meteorology especially is such a broad science there's so many places that you can go within meteorology with the degree which is a beautiful thing but I think when you start to narrow down what you want to do you got to go and do it with the people that are there so whether it's job shadows or internships those are the most crucial parts and if you're 14 I don't think it's too early to start knocking on people's doors and you know tweeting them and saying is there any way I can drop by with my parents and learn what you do because if you can start weeding out that thing that you do or do not want to do early on I think that's so helpful do you uh, do you remember when you went to schools did you have like a specific you know, shtick or whatever that you did every single time. Oh, we yeah. Did. yeah. Oh yeah. And I, well, it, it's funny because at Wood TV, we had kind of a production that was actually really cool. It was, they had big graphics and a huge, we brought a tornado with us and it was like bringing a museum to the schools. Um, and we had a huge show with lightning and it was wild. Uh, but when I did it by myself, I evolved it over time, and I, I want to say it was quite exciting. I showed a lot of great videos and cool graphics, and I, I feel like the kids 
you know, I, I had certain physical things that I'd have them come up and do. And depending on their age group, I had different, you know, angles and ways that I went about it. Um, but at the end of it, I always felt like, I hope they, you know, at least they picked up something. And if they were fourth grade or above, they already know that the sun heats the earth. They already kind of have an idea. So you, you were able to go a little farther. And those were kind of my favorite ages, that fourth to seventh grade before they get way too much attitude. <laughs> right, right. They're like, yeah. wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're excited to learn and they're, but they're really smart already. And, uh, you know, I have, I have young siblings too. So I was able to kind of practice on them. You had did they tech. make you any gifts? Like I did that for oh, my yeah. kids' school one day, and they made me the sweetest gifts. Yes. Oh my gosh! I always oh great yeah. gifts, great yeah. cards. Mm. There were there were so many times where I would have the pictures sent later with you know like they would do the macaroni around the sides, and I'd have like framed. When I was in Chicago, oh, I did three a week. Every single week I was there. Wow, so, really? Right. That's yeah. a lot. And, and wow, that is a lot. I dedicated basically a whole day to it usually. I'd go from, you know, I'd always try to make the suburbs close, but in Chicago the traffic was so bad yeah. that mm -hmm. by the end of the day I'd be more exhausted than any shift I had done. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I bet. Teaching is so hard. Every time I'm around a teacher, I'm like, I don't know how you do it. <laughs> I think what I loved so much, and maybe you too, Ginger, was the questions they had. Yeah. You know, and, and the stories. They always had a story. Always. It was always – well, I remember there was a storm yep. and lightning struck, yep. closed, and they'd have these elaborate stories. Right. And then you knew it's like, you know what? Maybe we have a couple. It was yeah. a couple in the class that really have a passion for this. So I just love the stories. More I than like anything. it now when I'll have adult producers ask me similar questions to what the kids do. They do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I remember that. Oh, Pizza. I've actually, yeah. Those, <laughs> And not to take away from our producers, they are brilliant in a lot of ways, but, but the world of weather is a very mysterious place to many people. That's so, why they have you. Mm -hmm. Yep, that is why you're an expert. But it's even like, and there'd always be one little boy usually at a certain age group, like the second to fourth grade, where he'd say, what if two tornadoes came and fought each other? That's my question. I was just going to ask you that. Right? <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, that's that's so cute. Yeah, oh, but yeah. there's always a teaching teachable moment out of that. That's the beauty of it is, you know, you always and I think that that always helped my my on-air ability because everybody is a second or third grader level in mm -hmm. in a That's lot of true. ways and not without making it without making it boring or um, mm -hmm. you know, speaking down to them. I never did that. I was always with the kids, like with them understanding it and it helped me understand it better and I always say I think the school talks helped storm chasing was invaluable in my experience and, and ability to be better on television but then when I got to ABC probably my the, the thing that capped everything off for me as far as understanding the atmosphere better and just being in it was was paragliding and I know that's a very strange like transition mm. but that is one of the other things that I know anybody who's who's flown an airplane has felt. But I think there was even a difference in really I got into paragliding enough so that I was able to do it in three different places across the world. And oh my it was, gosh. It, it, unbelievable experiences. And to be able to be in the atmosphere flying at one point off the Himalayan foothills with a vulture eating out of my hand and watching birds <laughs> circling me. <laughs> and oh riding God. riding thermals and watching for the thermals and then circling them up. I'd yeah. never I'd never understood the atmosphere, even though I knew it. 
I'd never understood it at that level. When we were flying to 10,000 and then above 10,000, you could feel the difference and you're physically, you're open to mm-hmm. it. You're, you're a bird. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that is the, I always say like when I talk to, you know, kids who want to do this or they want to be better on TV. <laughs> I know paragliding is kind of extreme, but I actually yeah, think yeah. it, it uh-huh. <laughs> but it really did help me. So from school talks to, you know, storm chasing, and then I'd say being up in the atmosphere. So how did storm chasing help you? How did that storm help chasing's you? Storm chasing, I mean, when I went to college and I had, I had always wanted to be in the weather when I was, you know, young and outside and I always enjoyed thunderstorms, but it's different when you're, creating a forecast and there's there's value to it so we had a whole in at valpo they have a storm chasing group and then they have like a meteorology fraternity and so we had a group that if we had a day chase and something looked good we would forecast for it we would drive to wet you know eastern iowa and be able to go Hmm. see a severe thunderstorm or a line of whatever or a tornado and so to have that ability to to not only just forecast it but then to go and watch it come to fruition or not. Um, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that feeling the environment, tasting the environment around it, smelling it. When you feel the low level jet and you smell it on a day that you're going to have a big outbreak, uh, it's it's unlike anything. And, and that experience versus having it in a book or reading it about it or knowing it from a radar is so different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you're in Eastern Iowa or anywhere now, you could you can taste the weather because there's pig yeah. farms everywhere. Yes, you can. <laughs> or even Omaha. Yeah. Hey, I grew up there. Easy. I know. I live there too. <laughs> that's right. I forgot. Great girl. The, the flying part that you said is great because that's I where I started before mm-hmm. meteorology. But it, it's true. Like um, to be in a thermal or mm-hmm. to see how what you feel at it at an upper level compared yeah. to the surface is how it's all so connected and it's i mean something like i think that's where you get that click that Mm -hmm. that light bulb moment i guess you want to call it but yeah that's 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 good i finally found somebody else who (laughs) knows that and in in paragliding you you have the upslope like on the sides of the mountains that's what gets people in trouble a lot of times but up and down slope on each you know and you do have to really know the mountainsides these guys who who i was with are flying in the world cup of paragliding so they're the best of the best uh and we were just doing it in all these different mountain ranges i did it in the andes i did it in the southern rockies in mexico and in the himalayas and to watch them magically traverse these mountains mm. with their bare, you know, yeah. just only having two pulleys is is very powerful when it comes to knowing, like they know more about meteorology than probably everybody yeah. <laughs> because yeah. they have to, to save their own life. <laughs> what are like a particle in the atmosphere, yes. basically, you know, yep. so they, they have to know all that. That is so mm-hmm. awesome. So how'd you get started in that? How'd you start to paraglide? So when I got to ABC, uh, we had had a slow kind of fall. I had been hired in the fall and early winter, and really it was like a drier winter. We didn't have a ton. And one of my producers on the weekend, the, the executive producer, he was like, I just, I don't know why, but you seem you like you love storm chasing, whatever. Would you consider going on this World Cup of paragliding? I've tried, and every correspondent and every anchor laughs in my face. And I'm like, yeah. yeah. So he's like, you know, jump off a mountain and risk your life for television. And I'm like, that sounds great. Uh Um, Young, no kids. Sure. Yeah. So the first one I went to was in Mexico. We flew into Mexico City and then um, it was at Valle de Bravo 
which is where all the monarchs actually do their um, annual, you know, come together oh, moment. Migration, yeah. Migration, yeah. yeah. And it, so I got to do two stories. I got to do the migration of the, the monarchs and that's how we got a twofer, which is always good because if, if you can <laughs> sell, sell the executives on, oh, I'm going to get another story out of it. Um, <laughs> and that was another thing where you, where you found, you know, when you connect nature to anything in weather and this, yeah. this, truly magical place in Mexico where these monarchs have been going for eons. There's a reason they go there and we don't know the exact reason, but I can tell you after flying off the mountains there that there's a special something in the air there. There's a special, you know, so it, that was the first time I got to do it. And I had so much fun that I got kind of intertwined with these groups. And then we kept pitching the stories and just made the angle a little different on each one. <laughs> that Butterfly. sounds cool. It's glad it's really cool. They let you do it too. Yeah. And then I got to do hang gliding and it started a whole roll of things where I skydiving live. I did, you know, I've done tons of adventures. I got to take a drone into a fissure of an a volcano in Iceland and we took this geologist with us and he was seeing things in the volcano that he had been studying forever and this was the first time because of drone technology that he was able to actually take measurements and be inside the fissure of a volcano. Oh my gosh. So like, <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, it was that was one of my favorite assignments too and talk about when schools and teachers afterward they were like that was so and parents wrote me they were so happy with what we were doing cuz it was real science on morning television, but it was visually stunning. Like you can't get better than being on a glacier <laughs> with volcanic yeah. oh with lava God. blowing up all Sounds over. Sounds like you got a pretty kick-ass job. Yeah, yeah it's not bad. So <laughs> so, what's what's next? Do you take a hand glider into a volcano? I mean, how do you? Yeah. <laughs> no, I tell her that. <laughs> Don't worry, the, the executive big... producer. No. So I, I, I'm going to switch gears a little bit, Anya Ginger, because obviously you've gone more on a national scale now. I'm, I'm curious from your standpoint, and really more from just a, a pure forecasting mm -hmm. uh, view, what do, you, what do you enjoy more? Do you enjoy having to forecast on more of a larger scale, or, or do you enjoy the, the forecasting on, on more of that local scale? I miss, I miss the ability to have responsibility to one area. Um, so when I was in Chicago, I was there for five years. That's a solid amount of time to get people to respect what you do and, and think that they can trust you. That was a nice feeling to have. Um, but the, I don't miss the stretches of 10 days in the summer where absolutely nothing happened. And it was like, yeah. okay. Um, <laughs> so, so, but, but I, I do miss having that, you know, the Twitter interaction with a mom who says, I saw your severe thunderstorm warning. And uh, we went in the basement and now we lost our roof or whatever it is. That connection was really important to me and, and it's something that I miss and the responsibility of that. Um, on a large scale, what I love on the national scale is the ability to, whether it's, you know, the fissure of a volcano and bringing science into people's homes um, or just knowing that every morning we, I'm learning still because you can't know the whole nation and the whole globe. But every time we're doing something big, whether it's the mudslides recently or especially with like Harvey, I was in touch with the local meteorologist at our ABC affiliate and they've been there for 30 years. And I'm yeah. talking to them about the, you know, I'm, I'm learning such idiosyncrasies about all of these places that I would have never been able to do. And I love that. I'm enjoying right. it so much. I know more about the watershed in Houston mm -hmm. than I should. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I bet. 
And I couldn't share half of it on GMA just in the time that I had, but because Travis Herzog, you know, was there to, he, I spoke with him for a half hour a night. If he would give me the time, I would take it because I I wanted to be informed and I wanted to be able to say that one thing that then he could pick up, you know, people could pick up and that mattered to the whole nation. So it's a much different job, but I like them for different reasons. Hmm. Was it difficult to transition? Oh yeah, I that that part. Luckily, I had done a lot of MSNBC before and early today, Um, so I had had this kind of hidden. That was the job that started at probably three a.m. I think, (laughs) (laughs) and and so I had had kind of the national feel, but nothing like this. Nothing where it was just headline, headline, headline. So I've you know my job has really become on a daily basis. What's the video that's going to tell the story the best? That's what I search yeah. for. The quickest, too. Yeah. The right. quickest right. in 15 seconds, in 30 seconds. And then can you give them anything? Can you teach even one little lesson or one tidbit? And that's what I, you know, if I've achieved that, then I use this as a platform for all of these other things, for yeah. for all of the other adventures and um, scientific places I can bring people on those special assignments. Awesome. Well, Ginger, tell us. If you didn't do TV, what do you think you would like like to do? Would did like you outside think, of meteorology? Yeah, well, yeah. No, like uh, with like within meteorology. So, did uh, you ever think maybe National Weather Service or NOAA or? I think I'd be in education. I really, I mean, like yeah. research and education, because that's where I had originally thought I would go. I I'm a, even my freshman year, I think I saw other people going to get their master's and PhD and then working for universities in the research. I think I would have liked that quite a bit. You still get to be in the field. You still get to do the field work, um, but you're contributing to this great, you know, science. Yeah. It's all, yeah. That's the part that's like, it's just pure science. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I did not want to do more math. <laughs> no, exactly. Me neither. I didn't want to do any more math. The math. I don't think the math was, I could have done more math. I don't know. Oh, that God I bless more math? Oh my no. goodness. No I didn't way. like the oh, idea that math. then it got into more chemistry and stuff. I, I don't yeah. know that I was ready to cross it. <laughs> Yeah, that's why I drink is because of the math. <laughs> <laughs> Maz, what math do you do nowadays, huh? <laughs> well, he's one, a financial two, advisor. One, he oh, <laughs> I double things. <laughs> well, let, uh, Gina, let me just ask you this: What? So you got your new book out. What? I, I, I guess what inspired you to do that now to, to mm-hmm. get it out now? I mean, other than of course, cha-ching. <laughs> why now what inspired you to even do that book well it's so funny you say cha-ching my agent told me right when i told him i want to write a book he's like you know books are not where you make money i was like <laughs> oh well, okay my initial intent was actually i was having adrian and i wanted to write a board book because i was starting to pick up baby books and i'm like there's no baby book about weather and i thought how perfect in the time in my life i i wanted to give about 60 words and a bunch of pictures that's what i was ready to do <laughs> um, and i'm in the publisher and they said well board books are really difficult for first time authors what if you thought about taking that cuz i was talking about a character helicity which is a character that i've had in my head oh, i love it that's a great yeah. name she Thank spins you. around yeah she does um, you're assuming it's a girl, girl now. now that's right it is. you got to have a girl, girl. now ginger <laughs> oh i know i know I told my husband that I wanted to have a girl and name her Helicity. He was like, absolutely not. So I was like, fine, I'll, I'll, we'll do it for a character in a book. So anyway, <laughs> the, the publisher said, write it for a middle school age. That's, the, those, that's who buys books and that's mm-hmm. who reads books. So I sold the idea of a trilogy um, of, and it's called Chasing Helicity and it comes out actually in April. 
Um, and so as I'm talking to them about that book and I'm writing that book, I start talking about my personal life and my storm chasing and all of these things. And they were like, that's a book. And I said, really? I don't know. And then they called it a memoir. And I was like, oh, I don't <laughs> memoir's that's not old. right. It, sound, it sounds like you're done. Yeah. <laughs> Is there going to be like a sequel, like Helicity goes into the mall? There's three Helicities. So there's, there are three different books that'll be. Helicity meets yeah. Cape. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> there's wow. a love triangle between them. And, wow. And, yeah, oh, God. Cap. Um, <laughs> so, producer on line one. Yeah. So, what's, what's, so are they all going to come out this year? Those so three? the no, not all of them in a row. Okay. So I'm actually writing the second one fully now, um, and or we're in the midst of it. So the first one comes out late April, and I think they must be on six month. Thing. Good. Uh, yeah, so it's exciting. But anyway, that's where it came from. And then as I was writing it, um, it just started flowing into a totally different direction with personal things that had happened to me. And that's what the book became. It became kind of a, a, a series of wild stories about real natural disasters that I'd covered and the natural disaster that I was in my personal life. <laughs> oh, good. So tell, right. I guess, tell our listeners how they can follow you on social media and yeah. also where they can find your book. Find your book, yeah. Yeah, and I love, I mean, social media is a huge part of my life. I love interacting. So I'm at ginger underscore Z-E-E -E on Instagram. And uh, Twitter, and then um, on Facebook, Ginger Z TV. And you've got a couple followers, right, Ginger? Just, just yeah, <laughs> like just seventeen, 17 mil. right? Yeah. Like yeah. No. a couple. Yeah, <laughs> I, I am grateful for all of them. I think it's it really started. I mean, the interaction, especially on Twitter. Twitter's like a, a big place where I just constantly have interaction with folks. I love doing that because it gives me, it still feels like I have a touch on what's happening a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, kind of can, mm -hmm. Yeah. And of course it can go awry and go badly and then it can go very well. <laughs> do, you, do you find it hard to put your phone down then since you're doing all that stuff and you're like, got to stay connected. And Yeah. That's the one thing, you know, last year was my resolution was to kind of be focused on where I'm at and, and put it down when I'm at home and not, but it is so hard. There are times yeah. where I it's say, like a drug. It is. No, it's a total it's drug. Crack. <laughs> it is. So are you down to like 20 hours a day now? Or? You know, I did that. I, I used that app for one day that tells you how much you use your phone. And I was so embarrassed I had to turn it off. Oh, <laughs> oh really? Yeah. App off. You turn the app off. Hey, it is time for our lightning round. This is our game show of shocking questions for our guests. Not so shocking tonight, but. Uh, we always invite everybody to play along as we go. And tonight we're we're playing the game we're call I'm calling Goo Goo or Gaga, <laughs> which is basically identify the baby product. So so Ginger, here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna list uh, I'm gonna name the name of a baby product, and then I'm gonna give you two potential um, uh, descriptions of what the baby product is. And one of those is real, and one of those is is not. So it's up to you. To determine which one is real, which one is not, our our freaks can can help you out uh, okay. if, if they'd like, if you'd like. But we're just going to go down the list. We're going to start off with the baby keeper. Okay. Is this a bathroom baby harness, or is it a baby document storage binder? The baby, baby keeper. keeper. I feel like it's. I feel like it's got to be storage binder. 
Yes. Where, what else sense. are you keeping them from in the bathroom? You don't want to keep them from anything. Now, now for those of us that are older <laughs> that right. remember the trapper keepers. Yeah. 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 Okay. But that's not what it is. That would be correct. <laughs> it is actually a bathroom baby harness. Really? You, when you're in a public bathroom. You can hang it up on the side of the stall no and hang your way. baby. Honest to God. Oh my gosh! Just don't, I just don't forget that them. So many times. <laughs> oh my God! Right, you're using the toilet. The baby can just kind of hang there, right from the. Uh, <laughs> oh, the a gnarly like wedgie. That's can you, can you and hopefully them, don't forget them. Right? Can you hang them over the uh, hand dryer so they air dry? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. All right, the next one, Ginger. It's called the Infant Breeze. This is either a baby butt fan or it is, <laughs> it is a gassy baby perfume. It's called Infant Breeze. This is a real product. So real it, product. Has, it has to sound real. I never no, saw I mean, the butt, fan, the butt fan, because you always you always do the thing with the diaper when you want to dry it, right? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Maybe it's like, is it like a little hand little? So you say the baby butt fan? Yeah, because <laughs> nobody wants to smell the other. Right. You are correct. It is a, a little hand. Nice. Towel. Uh, fan that you can blow on the yeah. little baby's ass. I baby guess. butt fan. <laughs> good. All right, next one. Next one is called the Buster Cleaner. Now the Buster <laughs> Cleaner is either a penis cover um, for little baby boys. Yep. Or it is a ride-on toddler vacuum that the toddler can ride and it vacuums at the same time. So either the penis cover when you're yep. wiping the baby boy, it's called the Buster Cleaner. What do you say? Well, I already know that the penis cover is called the TPPP or the PPTP. Yeah, since we got we received those as gifts, so I'm gonna go ahead and avoid that and say it is the um the other right on toddler vacuum, and you would be correct. It is Dina, we missed out, Dina. It's like a little plastic four wheel like ATV that the toddler just pushes with their feet, but it's got a vacuum on the front and it can no. vacuum while they're going around oh the house. Do they have huh? double seats for twins? Exactly. No, <laughs> Definitely going to hold off for kids. I'm going to wait as long as I can. Yeah, All right. Yeah, this is good birth control for. <laughs> All right. The next one, uh, Ginger, it's called the Peter Potty. Peter Potty. It's either a toilet training doll or it's a toddler urinal. The Peter Pot Potty. Toddler urinal. Yeah. You would be correct. It is yeah. a toddler urinal. Yeah, I had no question about that. And I've actually thought about getting one for Adrian. <laughs> <laughs> is that your husband? Yes. <laughs> All right, yeah. next one. It's called the Ritmo Advanced Pregnancy Sound System. This is either an underwater uh, set of bath speakers or it's a wearable belly belt of speakers. It's hmm. the Ritmo Advanced with... Pregnancy Sound hmm. System. Hmm. Maybe a pregnancy belly belt. None of this stuff was around when I had. I feel like it has to be the non-water one. Yeah. The, so, yeah, so you can okay, hear you what's going on. It, it is the wearable belly yeah, the belt, belt speakers. Mm -hmm. So while you're pregnant, you wear this, and it kind of wraps around your belly, and it's got yep. speakers on it, and you can play music. I have earbuds like that. Well, belly buds, I think they're called, but they stick oh, on, yeah. so you could walk yeah. down the street. Playing exactly. music. This kid that's in me right now moves so much. I don't need to get him dancing. <laughs> <laughs> well, so it's gonna be interesting. What music he likes? Yeah, stop like the heavy metal. Would metal? you? Like beat metal or? Doesn't matter. Right. Play. Last three. Last three. Uh, the snot. The snot sucker. The oh, yeah. snot sucker is either a morning sickness candy or it's a nasal mouth-powered aspirator. That's yeah. easy. Second one, yeah. mouth because it's okay. Yeah, nose so this is an aspirator for the nose, but here's yeah. the you got to suck it. Yeah, yeah, we have like, one of those. That's 
Wow. Yeah. 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 What's wrong with the ball? It's the ball. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you gotta suck it. It's, yeah, you have it's to. It's powered. Yeah. yeah. Oh. I have one in the closet right here. I could show you guys. Yeah. No way. We believe you. That's my love. Here we go. The crumb. The crumb cap. The crumb cap. This is either a bib for their head and hair, or it's a snack and juice container. The crumb cap. C R U M B C A P. Crumb right. cap. Ooh. I feel like it's the latter, the second one. The snack and juice container. Yeah. Uh, you would be incorrect. It's actually yeah. a bib that has a hood that also, it's a bib that covers their hair. So apparently they don't get their hair full. What, are they oh throwing spaghetti oh, or something? Oh, yeah, no. I, I, I still use it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. one. And then the last but not least, I think everybody's got one of these. It's the iPoddy. The iPoddy is either a toddler toilet with an iPad holder or it's a surprise toy reward system for toilet training. The iPoddy. <laughs> Gosh. Is that an app? <laughs> yeah, iPoddy. It's got to be. It's got to be the, the reward. Same. The reward. Yeah, yeah. Because you don't give your kid an iPad on the toilet. Well, it's going to be might uh, not, in the toilet. But that's what it is. You'd be no! incorrect. No! A toddler toilet. Oh my god. Has a, a place so right like in front holder? to slide in the iPad, and they can play while they're uh, pretending. It's going to be grown up too. Oh uh, yeah. Germs, you germs. just you just hope they don't grab anything while they're. Uh, yeah. You know, sitting on the toilet. Or it doesn't fall in there. Yeah. Wow. All right. Well, hey, Ginger, great job. Uh, thanks for having a lot of fun with us. That, uh, you did very well. I think you only missed it. Like, great. Oh, well, I have half the product. So I guess. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, hey, uh, we want everybody to check out the new Zoom Radar Storm Chaser app for iOS and Android. You can download this brand new free mobile app with dozens of live streams on severe weather days. It has features like radar, severe warnings, storm chaser positions, storm chaser streams. It's got a, a group chaser chat. And it also notifies you when chasers are streaming big time storms. You can even uh, have the ability to donate to individual chasers and much more. This is a, uh, the app is a free download. It also has an in-app purchase that helps victims of storm damage. All you got to do is visit your app store and search for our partner Zoom Radar or feel free to visit their website at zoomradar.com. And for all your exclusive Skywarn and Chaser performance apparel, visit weatherproshop.com. And while you're there, check out their growing line of quick reference guides and training card decks for spotters and chasers. And uh, our Skywarn folks have actually used those, and they're great. Learn about reading dual pole radar with their newest training deck, and even more are currently in development. You can also see them at the Tessa Storm Conference in Coleyville, Texas on March 3rd. Visit our partner, weatherproshop.com, for more. MJ, you got a good voice, man. You do. Yes. We need he to hear you voice more. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Screw yeah. Phil. <laughs> Bill, your voice is good, but MJ's Happy like, New Year to all like, of you. <laughs> top 10 podcast of the year. Good job. All right. So, hey, we're going to take a short break. Our podcast listeners get to hear the latest edition of the Titans U Minute with Chris Sanner. Stay right here. We'll be back to discuss Nor'easters, uh, sorry, Nor'easters, Cyclones, <laughs> Bomba Genesis, Winter Hurricanes. <laughs> and whatever other names uh, you use to refer to winter storms. And now it's time for the Titan U Minute with Chris Satter. Weather models. We're kind
kind of into them at Tornado Titans. No, no, not those, not those. Yes, those. Models are one of the best tools forecasters can use to anticipate upcoming weather conditions. They are not perfect, and you have to go into using them as a storm chaser with an open mind. The term weather model describes what are basically complex computer programs which simulate the atmosphere given a set of starting variables. Those starting variables are the current weather conditions across the world. The more complete the data fed into a model, the more likely it is going to be accurate. Data fed into weather models includes real-time radar, satellite observation, weather station data from the ground, and upper air sounding balloons, amongst others. All of these help us get a more complete picture of what the atmosphere is doing as a starting point for the model. From this point, the weather model program runs at predetermined times with the data it has. Each model simulates things like physics a bit differently. Sometimes this results in better output data. Sometimes it doesn't. It could mean models have biases towards some outputs as well. It also means that some weather patterns a model will handle better than others. It also means that a weather model is particularly sensitive to being fed bad data. Remember, with weather models, the old adage applies, garbage in, garbage out. So to review, weather models are computer simulations of the atmosphere that use real-time weather data to then run through a program to predict what might happen next. Hey, we've got a lot of really cool things going on at TornadoTitans.com. From new wild weather episodes every Tuesday to new Titan U content and more. It's just really a good time. So visit us at TornadoTitans.com. Also, find us on social media. Simply search Tornado Titans. We'll see you next time. All right, welcome back. Hey, you know, with all the recent storms along the eastern seaboard... There's been lots of discussion about what names are being used to describe, you know, the kind of storm that's being forecasted. It's it's been described a nor'easter. It's been called a bomb cyclone. I, I saw winter hurricane. Of course, there's good old bomba genesis, uh, blizzard, and of course, it was also called Grayson. Um, <laughs> I guess the the question is because it was that was just one particular storm during the entire year. But does this help the public better understand what the storm really is or how it's going to act? Or is this just more confusing to have all these different names? And Maz, I'm going to start with you. It's just cool. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there he is. is it right? We got Bobo Genesis. People are like, did you hear what happened to the storm? It's now a bomb. Genesis. <laughs> it's really bad now. I mean, that's the way it is. Because people, listen, we got this winter storm watching effect here right now. And so all we've been hearing for three days, did you hear 14 inches? And then they go, but, but the other model says one. And so that's all we've been hearing is it's going to be bad. You got now it's like two to four, maybe some ice. Mm -hmm. and, yep. you know, so we'll, you know, that's the, it's just the extra and, and, and it's true. They're actual words that work when it fits that criteria, but it's just cool. So you, you cool, think they're just confusing. using it. You think they're just using it for hype? Yeah. When I came to work the other day, when the winter storm was going through last week that we, you know, the weather channel called it Grayson, but I was listening to the news on my way to work and I heard bomb cyclone. And that's a term that we, 
like I never really use. We use bombogenesis all the time. Mm-hmm. To me, that's more scientific. Or bombing than out, bombing out, bombing um, out. But mm-hmm. bomb cyclone to me, I was like, what the? <laughs> Where did that yeah. come from? And Who's I'm bomb? thinking right. that is so overhyped. Yep. Not granted, that thing did mm-hmm. bomb out. It, I mean, the criteria, it it almost doubled the criteria for bombing. Like it just intensified rapidly, but even more than the that, that word. That just it just it rubbed me the wrong way just for the fact that you're scaring people like so they Dina, don't know what that is. Explain explain bombing out for for okay. people that don't really understand that or know what that so, is. So you know you have a cyclone which is like a low pressure. If it bombs out, that means the pressure has to drop 24 millibars in 24 hours. Now nobody really knows what that means. All it means is that it intensifies very quickly in a quick amount of time. If it does that, it bombs out. That's usually if it's right near the coast, you're going to get the winds, you're going to get the snow, you're going to get the coastal flooding, which it did. I mean, everything flooded, it froze, it wind, it, it was, you know, like you, if it was the summer, it would be like a hurricane, but the whole term, like bomb cyclone, the way they did it, people you know, I don't know. That people just, don't even know what a cyclone. They think no, they cyclone don't. is a tornado. I mean, they some do. people do. And I so. thought that was so, mm-hmm. like, why don't you just have, like, those, you know, those, like, you know how you have those B movies on TV that's, like, uh, <laughs> nuclear tornado. and Tarantula. Yeah, yeah. like, Darknado. <laughs> it's one thing if you're using a scientific term, and even then it gets confusing, because mm-hmm. that's yeah. where the on-camera people really, you need them to you, explain it. But you know what? With, 20 second sound bite right. and I'm listening to it on my way to work and it's a bomb cyclone coming up the east coast like shut up yeah. <laughs> but you know what though I bet they were like you know hey it's time for the letter G and it happens to be Grayson like hey yeah we had winter storm Grayson and then the meteorologists are like you know what this is going to be a pretty big deal and they're like what like how big and they're like big and they're like can we change the name to Goliath instead yeah. of you know that's <laughs> yeah it's just they're that. right and I think yeah. about hashtags. I, I I'm positive. I think about hashtags. What will you know really get people to click? What you know? So let's give it a cool name. Not that everybody does that because it does make sense. But to hear bomb cyclone, I agree, Dina, was weird to my ear. It's like yeah. bomb cyclone. Okay, that to me is just overdoing I, it. It's overdoing it. And what about winter hurricane? Yeah, I saw that yeah. too. Right. That was like winter right. hurricane. Yeah, and that really confuses people. So did it make I'm it? Purist, I don't, you know, I go with, you know, I got, you know, the dictionary of meteorology and it's like, yeah, it's not in there. So, you know, <laughs> I never used, I never talked yeah, about that, but people are looking for different ways to explain things. I think yeah. and get the hashtag going. That's what I think. Yeah. Did well, the yeah. winds make it? Did what? Did the winds make it to hurricane 74? Yeah, it did. So I guess, I guess we're, did. I'll kind of uh, jump in here. So I agree with you guys. Oh, Brady. Hi, Brady. Hey, hey. 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 How did you, How you join go? us? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, hey, I've already got my whiskey, all right? So, it, sorry, it's in a weird glass, but whatever. Um, but I guess I'll jump in here. So, so I definitely agree with you guys. The the you know the bomb cyclone, the naming of winter storms, um, all of that can you know it, it does stir up some hype. But I can't tell you how many people came up to me and asked me and wanted me to know more about what a bomb cyclone was. So, if if anything, that drove people to want to find out about the storm. And they, you know, there were a lot of people that were like, what's a bomb cyclone? And then people explained it to them. And then they learned a lot more about that winter storm that they might not have known if they just would have heard winter point. storm. It is a good so, point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And, there was, and there was like hashtag bomb cyclone on Twitter, which was a great way to, you know, congregate information together. So 
on one hand, I definitely agree with you guys, but on another hand, it was like, well, it brought a lot of awareness of what this was going to do. And it did, it did in Boston. I mean, with the storm surge and the winds and the snow, yeah. I had a friend yeah. that was there. His car was buried for two days. Oh it my like, gosh. It, it had a, a devastating impacts along the coast. Yeah. Right. Well, that, so, that goes along yeah. to my question. If, if you're naming it, I saw as well, winter hurricane. I saw that being used yeah. and criticized at the same time. Mm-hmm. But yeah. if you're, trying to communicate to average Joe that has never heard of bomb cyclone, bombogenesis. Um, (laughs) Obviously, if you're on the East Coast, you're probably pretty familiar with what a nor'easter is. But Mm -hmm. regardless, I I think even what's wrong with winter hurricane, if that's kind of a way to go, well, here's kind of what it's going to be like and the effects it's going to have. Right. And I'll say not not being on the East Coast. I mean, I know what a nor'easter is because I've, Mm -hmm. you know, followed that and things but you're just a smart guy but that's that's exactly right i just know better than the average right (laughs) but uh but around here most people don't know what a nor'easter is and quite frankly winter hurricane makes more sense Mm -hmm. uh to to people because they do see that all the time and they do understand that i'm gonna throw one more thing in because one of our viewers reminded us of uh snowmageddon and i'm thank goodness they didn't use that one this time oh my god yeah. Well, winter hurricane, like I, if you say something like it's almost like a hurricane, because I I remember looking at the the visible image, the Go 16 it image, like and it looked like a hurricane. Yeah, yeah. It did. It, and it, it has did. a lot of the it's same like impacts and everything. Yeah. yeah. So, like, I can kind of understand that one. My biggest, my only issue was the bomb cyclone because, yeah, a bomb very negative and very scary, yeah. and cyclone yeah. people don't always know what it is. So. But why can't you just say a really strong storm that's going to bring, you know, so I, I think people are desensitized. <laughs> big ass storm. A big ass storm. Is I'd, like to, the I'd like to, like to put know, a vote in for nuclear bomb cyclone. <laughs> <next time. laughs> yeah. I can. That's, that's my vote. Yeah, and well, to that point, <laughs> now to that been... point too, I mean, there were, yeah, to that point, uh, Kim, you're right on because, I mean, there were, there were also people that came to me and they were like, what's a bomb? And they were kind of mocking almost yeah, and not yeah. taking it seriously. Right. So I agree. They're, they're kind of. You do like bomb cyclone. It, it, it is a little bit of hypey, and I think there could be a better term. Um, sure, yeah. Because there's some people that are going to hear it. And they're not going. They're like bomb. I don't even know what that means. So I'm even going to look it up. I don't know if the, I don't yeah. have time. So and they ignore it, mm-hmm. then they get caught in it. But if they hear a big ass winter storm is going to hit, well, like then how you talk that? You know, like means <laughs> if that's the the epitome of the strongest storm, what happens in the next like storm that's maybe not as bad? But you're still going to get a huge impact, you know. Like, yeah, oh, really? well, I think it's, I think it's, it's kind of a storm. It's not, you Agreed. know. Yeah. It's agreed. I almost think we need like criteria, like not hurricane strength, but like how hurricanes have category one, two, three, and four. Yeah. That's harder to do with the winter storm, but it gives us some structure um, to well, kind of compare. Paul Coaston was in wanting to do that. Yeah. yeah, and and I think that's a good idea so that we don't have these, you know, bomb cyclone and other terms like this that you know it's hard to define and it's and really people, you know, can then label whatever like terms like snowmageddon wouldn't be a thing if we had a category, right? You so, don't so, hear of, you don't hear of hurricane mageddon or any weird terms right. like that. So so how about a category one, category two, snowacane? That uh, Christine, one of our viewers, uh, suggested that. I mean, the Weather Channel kind of is doing that when they when they give a name to a storm. That's kind of what they're doing. I mean, they have criteria they follow. They they name it, and that's how you know people are like, oh, there's a name for that hurricane or that winter storm. So yes, I need to follow it because I know it's going to mean some bad weather for a lot of people. Mm 
So they, they've kind of got that idea going. But I know there's been some research of actually doing that, wanting to kind of follow the same um, criteria, not criteria, but the same ideas, you know, giving categories to hurricanes and to tornadoes too. Well, why not with winter storms, right? Yeah, yeah. too bad we have to put the names out first because if we got to pick them at the last, like right before we could say Goliath yeah. and then Lily. Yeah. You know, a few inches of snow. I don't right. know. But... Winter storm lamykins. <laughs> so, hey, did, you... did Warren Madden fly through that one? That's what I want to know. Yeah, he did. Oh my gosh. He did. So well, Kim, you Kim, you actually mentioned a weather dictionary. Is there such a thing? Oh yeah. Really? Yeah, Natural sure. yes. yeah. I, I have one upstairs. I'll bring it down here. There's actually there is so, one. So what what what's the official word for nor'easter or is it bombogenesis or that's just nor'easter? Okay. Well, they're different. They're they're the kind of same thing, but bombogenesis talks more about the intensity and how quickly it intensifies. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, well, also, then it's and starting to do it. It's like it's like a like cyclone gen cyclogenesis. It's it's starting the process of exactly. doing that. Yeah. So you get the genesis on the end of it. It's kind of developing. It's doing it. Yeah. It's it's really bombing. It's really bombing out. It's really dropping that pressure. Mm -hmm. We just lost very Phil. quickly. Yeah. Uh -oh. Phil. Yeah, well, yeah. We well, it. and bombogenesis is a term. Like it, it's a yeah, term it's, defined it's by the National Weather Service. It is scientific. Yeah. It wasn't someone just didn't make up. Hey, what's <laughs> this storm looks like a mm -hmm. bomb? You know, it actually yeah. is a, a weather term, but people extrapolate. That storm was the bomb, really. You know? yeah. It was the bomb. <laughs> it was big time for I mean, people yeah. who lived in situate. Jeez. Yeah. Oh, oh my, my gosh. So you, would area. you guys say this is an issue more because now there's so much more national? TV and national uh, than than there used to be because I would imagine again if I'm on the East Coast I know exactly what a nor'easter is yeah you don't have to try to call it something else so is this because of national trying to describe nationally what's going on yeah, well, that, that, I, that, I that, it has to do with the clicks media. and hashtags the clicks and the hype and who's gonna get yeah. People are looking for a way to be different, to think yeah. of different, to get somebody's attention, whatever, whether or not it's attention to get them to be aware of what's happening or just to get their attention to click on it and see what's mm -hmm. going on. Yeah. So. Hmm. All right. Well, hey, we want you guys to let us know what you think on the subject. You can always email us at questions at stormfrontfreaks.com or go ahead and find us on Twitter or Facebook and tag us your thoughts so we can share it on the next show. Hey, it's time to get ready for the 2018 storm season. God, it's freezing cold. And uh, it's time to think about uh, spring and summer. So the Not question Atlanta. is, yeah, is this the year you want to stream your chases or move to a more reliable and trusted video broker? Well, if you do, severestreaming.com from Severe Studios is the place you need to be. They've got over a thousand chasers now streaming on their platform. They were the first to offer pro streaming accounts. All you need is a laptop and HD camera and a cell data plan and you are good to go severe studios will do the rest to get your video sold cha-ching and you can make top dollar so to find out more or to go ahead and start that process you can visit severestreaming.com right now uh, we're going to go ahead and take a final break the rest of you can refill your drinks and when we come back it's time for wx resources and some weather fools that'll make you feel smarter This is Storm Chaser Dan Robinson. You're listening to the Stormfront Freaks podcast. 
Hey, welcome back. Time now for Weather Resources. Totally awesome locations you can find cool weather stuff. Not, not just like clothes. I'm talking cool weather stuff, new maps, new whatever info. We got it. And who's got it first? Phil, you got something, don't you? I do. Actually, I do. I'll tell you what. This guy makes it easy for me. Every time he comes out with something new, I have a chance to um, have my weather WX resource. And so uh, Mr. Michael Binsky, uh, who we've had on the show previously, uh, just put out a new, oh my <laughs> this gosh. is what's great. It's not 4K, it's 8K. What? And it's a black yeah. and white storm time-lapse film. He calls this one Breathe. But if you go to Vimeo, and all you got to do is search Mike. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my goodness. Or search like uh, Breathe, probably. <laughs> well, God. um how does he do this stuff? Oh my gosh! Yeah, God bless Mike Wazowski. I tried to do that and I just can't. It's so. And oh he puts it, you know, and he puts it to some great music as well. So it really makes one heck of a a show. Oh, but I, I would recommend take your laptop or your tablet or whatever it is and plug it into your 4K television and watch this oh. uh, 4K. Wow. It's 8K. I don't even know. Do they make 8K TVs now? No. I haven't seen wow. it. Mm-mm. It's uh, Black Friday. They will, but, but once again, it's beautiful. So I'm gonna look at it. Congratulations Whoa. to Michael Binsky oh for making God. another hell of a a film. It's like you're right there. I mean, you yeah. Really I mean, we, we could sit here and it's probably just watch this whole. It's got thing. a face. <laughs> now that's bombogenesis. Look at that. <laughs> oh no, that's a winter hurricane. <laughs> wow, that's cool. God that is awesome. Mike Wazowski, he's awesome. <laughs> Mike Wazowski. <laughs> Mike Wazowski. Oh, oh, that's right. It's just a nickname of his anyway. Okay. Thank you, Phil. Hey, Dina, do you got something to top that? Uh, not top that. Um, okay. I'm going to show Weather Underground. Now, I know we've done Weather Underground before, but I like this one page. Um, it's wunderground.com forward slash wondermap. And what's nice about it is you can layer up information. So like now I have the radar, you could put temperatures on there. You can zoom in. Um, you can put, uh, let's see, you can loop it. I need to refresh this. How, how far back does it loop? Um, Let's see. Why does it always go? Yeah, it always goes to San Francisco. It does. Are you in San Francisco and you're not telling us? <laughs> we wouldn't know obviously because it's all but, done online but um i like it because you can get the station model plots you can get precipitation um you can get all kinds of stuff and you can layer it up so it's kind of nice if you want to look at temperatures it's great for finding fronts um and i just like it it's 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 very interactive you can and then i like because you can put the layers on so you yep. got the radar the satellite you can even do uh, webcams is kind of cool too. I've looked at these webcams before and even used these on air and those are live. Yeah. They're stills. They're not, um, you know, streaming, but it's, it's great. So wunderground.com slash weather map. Does it have a bombogenesis layer? <laughs> Bombo- no. Okay. Bombogenesis. It's bombogenesis. Bobo. No, it's bombo. I thought bombogenesis. Bombo? Bombo. Bombogenesis. And that was an say elephant. That. Whenever you don't know how to say something, you say it fast. Okay, yeah, that's right, oh, Dina. Bombo does not sound. All the counties. La, la, bombo. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway. All right. La, 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 bombo. <laughs> oh, my. Thank you, Dina. 
Hey, let's go to Kim. You got something? Oh, yeah. Well, hopefully I do. Let's see here. Let me try that. <laughs> uh, let's see. Screen share. Okay. <laughs> Always an adventure. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. Are we there? There we are. Yes. Over there. Awesome. Do you guys know Earl Barker at all? Anybody? Mm -mm. Okay. Earl, let me tell you a little story real quick. I won't make it long. Earl Barker, I used to work with him when I was in the Air Force at Global Weather Central. He was a programmer for Harris Corporation. They were building all of our, they were developing and building all of our weather um, computers and stuff that we use in the Air Force. So Earl, I've known Earl forever. We used to chase tornadoes when I was stationed in Nebraska. We used to call him Earl the Pearl. But um, I got some great pictures with Earl out in, in the middle of Nebraska. By the way, this is his site. And he has some great stuff on here. Um, I want to show you the model forecast charts. It's actually weather WXcaster, W-X-C-A-S-T-E-R.com. And that's the homepage. You go here and he's got all kinds of good information. But the model forecast charts, it's very simple. You just go down through it and you find out, you know, different things you want to call up, different models. Um, something he just added recently um, was accumulation precipitation. You know, you click on these things, it'll, it'll take you, you can do regionals on this. Um, let's see what else I want to show you on this one. He also does some historical pages as well. And uh, he kind of makes up his own, you know, he does his own thing here. So he thinks of things that you may be interested in. He makes, you know, um, like an algorithm for it. And then you, you see it. So it's really incredible. He's got this forecast process, which is he's working on right now. And this, um, what he does, is he talks about, how you make a forecast. So it's it's interactive and it's also good for people who are kind of haven't gone through meteorology but are interested in how it works. How do you make a forecast looking at these computer models? So he's working on this now. It's not done yet, but it's like, why look at this GDAS analysis? Why look at water vapor imagery? And he's go, going to go in and describe why it's important to start with the basics, the actual analysis of things. So this is good for education as well. And he's hit that, but also the um, he's got the one hour severe overlays on a single radar site um, using the ruck. And this is similar where it's, you know, you just layer on different things. I'll go to um, Wilmington here and look at the radar and you could add things, especially during severe weather season. You could put on base reflectivity, storm relative mm -hmm. velocity, um, uh, mid-level cape, um, all these things you can just layer on here. Uh, the winds at 850, I'll lay them over right now. This is the Ohio Valley with those strong southwest winds. Mm, yeah. At 500 millibars, you've also got some strong southwest winds aloft. So some really great stuff. So Earl Barker, he's phenomenal. He's well-respected in the MET community. This is a great website to look at. So it's um, uh, wcaster.com. That's a nice little hidden gem. I like that. It is. Yeah. yeah. How cool. many people know about Earl? But Earl is he's well known and um and I think this website's really good. He's continually up, updating it as well. So you anyway. may have to talk to Earl. Yeah, Earl, you know what? Uh -huh. Earl might be a good person to talk to. Yeah. He that could be cool. Harris Corporation. He's real you know what? I'll reach out to him. Earl Absolutely. Pearl. Yeah. Earl were you, Pearl. Were you a global in the eighties? Yes. Eighty what? I was there from eighty seven to ninety one. I was actually there visiting with <gasps> when you were there. Are you Whoa. kidding me? Oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh. Our whole meteorology department. We were a student <laughs> chapter AMS and we came in. No. You know That's what? That's crazy. I got to think back. Maybe I've, maybe I have seen you before. 
Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> can you flip me your phone number? Oh. Can you flip me dude, your phone dude, number? Don't tell your husband. Did you flip me your phone number? Oh no! Oh my god! He probably did. I wouldn't put it back. Wow! Well, must be camera. I was there. I worked. I worked in the severe weather section, the tropical weather section. So you were inside the wherever we were all sitting on our different sections. But um, anyway, it was cool. It was cool. Yeah. Wow. Anyway. Well, thanks. I just had a moment back there. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh Thank you. All right. Okay, so Brady, welcome. can you top that? Uh, I can't. I'm not going to be able to top that. No. And and I'll tell you why. So so my problem with this <laughs> weather resource. Pass. <laughs> no, my problem with this weather resource. This is from a guy named Ryan Maui. Some of you guys might follow him on oh, Twitter. Yeah. He's yep. a fantastic resource. Uh, was one of the brains behind uh, Weatherbell. Some of you may use that. Um, it's a collection of models. He recently split from Weatherbell. And is now making his own weathermodels.com. I saw this site just recently. Yeah. It's a good one, Brady. <laughs> it, it is a really good one. And I haven't had actually the chance to make an account yet because I still use Weatherbell. Yeah, but it's expensive, isn't it? It's it's pretty ex- it's a little expensive. I'm not sure the exact pricing, but somebody I know somebody told me it was like a hundred bucks or something. Oh but yeah. I did see it and somebody I thought it was ten bucks a month. That's, well, that's maybe, what I thought. But for the year, if yeah, you but that's it, still pretty pricey. Yeah, that's still pretty yeah. pricey, but but they're doing some pretty cool things. Like you can see this model comparator. That's that's what interests me most. Where you can actually compare side by side, say like the GFS and the Euro model, um, which for things like you know a snow event or position of a low pressure or mm-hmm. upper level components like the 500 millibar chart, stuff like that is really cool to look at side by side and really helpful. Uh, especially when, you know, I think they even do that with the ensembles. So this is a fairly new site. I think they just came out with it a couple, like a month or two ago. Um, I think they actually just went live with this on December 28th. So it's still, I, you know, I don't know if I would invest in it yet. Like I'll probably, um, pay for, you know, one month subscription or free trial here in the next couple of days and test it out. But I did still. see it. It looks good, Brady. Like the color tables are phenomenal. Oh yeah. The color, yeah is that well, what makes what it ma- different from everybody? I mean, what yeah. makes it, you that's know, makes so it different. And also doing things like the comparator, right. Um, yeah. to compare, you know, two models, um, and different runs of models. That's really another differentiator, but Ooh, like it's that. really cool. Ryan Maui is a super smart guy. So I would watch what happens with weathermodels.com. It could be the next big thing. All right. Actually, that's pretty cool, Brady. Yeah. Yeah. And if you get that, will it rain on you in Columbus without an umbrella? <laughs> you know, it, it only will you do be that a better forecaster? Co- <laughs> it'll only do it if you're with your coworkers. Gotcha. gotcha. All right. I like how yeah. he said he went to lunch in a group. You know, the group of, yes. we went to lunch as a group. I mean, what, is that what you guys do? Apparently. Apparently. <laughs> it was like nine girls and they all took him out for lunch. That is so <laughs> It was mostly guys. Most, I'll just say it. it okay, I'm, try, I'm trying to hook you up here, buddy. I'm telling you, just gotta... you, it's all supermodels. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, man. I don't know. All right. Well, awesome. In case you missed any of those links or want to check out a little bit more, uh, go to stormfrontfreaks.com. Go to episode 44 show notes. You can check out all the information on that, the links, et cetera. And also on your podcast app because we're seeing more and more of that. Right, Mr. Phil? That's correct. Let's let's jump to our fun double uh, weather fools. Brady. All right, guys, weather fools. I know you know. I haven't been here for the past couple of weeks, but haven't been able to do this. And I know people really? are you know who who, who actually filled in for me. Don't you love weather how fools? Brady does? I didn't this. notice that. Did anybody here do it for me for the weather for the weather fools? Okay, you did it. Okay, yeah. so it was probably pretty good, right? But 
it was, you know, probably missing sort of a flare, you know, because I've gotten to countless emails how this is just something. the best part of people's podcast. Like Ginger oh. Z was great, but people really are here for the Weather Fools. <laughs> yeah. So what is Weather Fools for our first time listeners? Weather Fools is us as Stormfront Freaks. We're going out on the internet looking for someone that's done something silly, stupid, or just plain funny when it comes to weather, usually a weather video, a weather news story. Um, but it just must make you laugh. Uh, so what do we got this week? Bill, let's start off with you. Who is your weather fool this week? All right. So I'm going to jump to Twitter. Uh, that's usually where I find a lot of weather fools uh, <laughs> for one reason or another. Um, and so this was a Twitter from Eva Pilgrim at Eva Pilgrim. Uh, she was highlighting on Jimmy Kimmel. Uh, they went to ABC News talking about this was the Nor'easter. They were in Boston and they were showing the flooding. And there was a car that was uh, going through the flooding downtown uh, Boston area. And he shouts out because uh, the ABC News reporter said, you know, what are you doing? The, the, I mean, the water is almost up to the grill of their vehicle. And they roll down their window and, and he says, he says, I'm working for Grubhub. <laughs> so <laughs> so Grub, Grubhub is like uh, del they deliver food kind of a deal like you can get them to deliver yeah. it's uh um like uber eats yeah yeah kind uber of uber eats yeah. kind of a deal right Grubhub. Grubhub. and so they asked him what, what's he doing driving and he's like i'm working for grub up <laughs> so, yeah so so screw screw the turnaround don't drown uh because if you're working for grub up it's all everything's okay well That's someone's okay. gotta eat people gotta eat right Phil? <laughs> <laughs> all the food was gone on the shelves yeah, yeah seriously. You know, you know, the person who didn't care that he was driving through that kind of water was the person who ordered the Grubhub. They're right. pretty exactly. Like, they probably, okay. I'm probably got their food and, and moved on. That's crazy, Phil. All right, Mads, can you top that? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> As a matter of fact, let's. Uh, I'm gonna pass, Brady. For the minute. You're gonna. Uh, you're gonna pass. Bra right. Brady's pulling a Maz and like. I know. Forgetting what we agreed to. Uh, I just I did that on purpose. I did that on purpose. <laughs> Tina, who's your weatherful this week? All right, let me share. So this one is a kind of a compilation. Again, I love these compilations. This one's four minutes. Uh, it's on YouTube, and it's too long to give you the um, actual page. So just find it on the show notes. But these are like kind of like people, especially in Russia. Seems like Russians always have a webcam, a dash cam. <laughs> They do. They have to have them. They do, <laughs> they and do? it's always funny because if you listen to the video, they're always screaming in Russian. But there's Whoa. all these like car crashes and people driving like crazy. Winter weather. Boom! So, yeah. oh. Boom! Two oh cars collide. So yeah. So in Russia, here's what I heard, and and you Watch can this one. you Watch can tell me one. otherwise. Boom! Oh, oh. No. <laughs> right over. Yeah, check. Yeah. So, so in Russia, they have these dash cams because. I guess there's so many people that mm -hmm. scam and get in car accidents and crashes and they scam you that they have to go with these cameras so that they can have videotape yes. footage of what actually happened. Yeah. Huh. Well, thank God, because they got the best video weather. out of those. I'm telling you. So it's a, it's like four and a half minutes, but it's it's good. It, it you'll sit there for the whole four and a half. It minutes. is all Russia. Great ones. Like, yeah. Russia's full of weather pools. <laughs> Winter weather pools. 
So that so they got my... no shortage of winter weather. That's for sure. It's because they're drinking the vodka. They are they're drinking and the vodka. Oh, yeah. That does not. <laughs> V V vodka. I hope I didn't offend right. anybody, but it's probably true. You know, that that was pretty, uh, that's, good, that was yeah. pretty rich. Must be done. You got a lot of Russian listeners right there. <laughs> All right, Kim, you got a weather fool, right? I do. I do. All right, let's, let's hear I it. Mine's the best one. All okay. Right. Ooh, okay. We shall see. It's that's on a big now, statement. Kim. Okay, that's a big it. statement. It is a big statement, isn't it? Let's see here, and this comes from. Our guest, Ginger Z. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, All right. This guy, so, yeah, he's great. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. So yes, seeing, I saw that one. We are seeing a man going, probably, I don't know if he's going out to the his car somewhere he's, on the I street. I think he was going to work. Yeah. He was. And so he looks at his driveway. It's, you know, it's got that sheen, right? It's got the sheen on it. So he, he has this, looks like he's got his little lunch bag and he's got, you know, his uh, briefcase with him. And he starts walking out. He starts slipping and he gets, he actually, he actually does pretty good. For he's almost while. like a figure skater. He is like a figure skater. He gets, you know down, he gets down there he, and then he gets to the end and he falls. He pulls the hammy the right away. Freaks out like I'm doing great. <laughs> truck. But instead of getting over to the grass, this is where he's the weatherful, right? He decides to just go ahead and try to. <laughs> You're right. It's the truck that freaked him out. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, the mailbox stopped before. him from going into the road. It <laughs> So, wow. yes, while he was not injured, Ginger said he was just fine. It's just was, it's like, wow. wow. I mean, you look out there, you could see, you could see the sheen. It's like, whenever you see yep. that, you know, that ice kind of glare, it's like, wow. One more time. I see, but let's do it one more time. Okay. One more time. So, you got to check this out. This is too much. I'm pretty good at this. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> he held on to it for a while. He, did. he didn't stick oh, the landing, though. And I don't wish, why was she videotaping him to begin with? But maybe it was oh, a it security like camera. Cameras. That's okay. Okay. I think it's a security camera. Yeah, okay. camera yeah. Anyway, so that's my weather. <laughs> that's good. Hey, Brady, Kim, I'll that, tell that you this. The best one. Brady, I'll yeah. tell you this. You, you'll be, you'll be Im maybe impressed. So I, I responded to that video that I saw with a, a GIF. Of, have you heard of Jamiroquai? No. The singer? All right, so that's past. No. Jamiroquai? Yeah, isn't that what it is? Jamiroquai. I think that's. <laughs> I never <laughs> heard of it either. But this probably does a little bit outdated, like Brady. But anyway, he does a lot of videos where he's like kind of moonwalking slash sliding around all the time. And when I saw that, I'm like, that's totally that. <laughs> that dude. We need a little check, Michael check Jackson out, too. Go to YouTube and and check out videos from uh, Jamiroquai. You know, is that yeah. is there is that an English spelling or you know it's it's like J A M I R Q U. Let Surrey do it. Let's see if Surrey can find it. Right. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, a lot of his videos, he's like he's he's because he's good, but he's like sliding around, grooving around, look like he's slipping on something. I'm like, that's <laughs> totally that dude. Oh my gosh. Well, so I did have a weather fool, guys, but apparently Kim uh, had my number today. So I it, did. Yeah, oh. it, was, it was the same thing. I yeah. need have a sound off. effect. I need to have some sort of sound up. effect yeah. when that happens. Mine too. Mine too. Yeah. Or something. I don't know. Okay. But.
it was fun. So that was great. Uh, weather fools. So we can, you'll be able to find all of these weather fools on our stormfrontfreaks.com uh, website under the sh- uh, show 44 show notes or yeah. Show 44 yeah. show notes. Yep. Episode 44. Episode 44. Show notes. There you go. That's where you're looking for. Or bomb Genesis. Bomb Genesis. Bomb Genesis. All right, MJ, cool. what do we got from our listeners? All right, we got some tweets from our listeners. Rob H says, great episode so far, guys and gals. I'm about 20 minutes behind, but Chris is speaking truth about social mediology. So, <laughs> thanks, uh, Rob. Yeah, thanks, Rob. And uh, New hey, Year's Chris. Eve, uh, Warren Madden checked in oh, with us. Okay. Yay! Right. Yeah, yes. and said, hey, uh, well, I didn't avoid being on the blooper reel. Uh, but it could have been a lot worse. Waiting yeah. to see if I made their top 10. That's at Warren Madden WX. Uh, hi, Warren. Uh, Warren. Hey. Warren, did you fly into Bombo Genesis or La Bomba Genesis? Or whatever he did tweet about it. He said they did, did fly out there. Yep. Ah, interesting. Very cool. cool. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had uh, David Sharp uh, checked in and said, uh, love the show uh, with uh, at Tornado Greg. You, and he, he asked the question, you moved to Saskatchewan for hockey? And he put the question mark for hockey. Oh, okay. <laughs> Doesn't everybody go to Canada for exactly. hockey? Yeah, yeah. I, would, I would think so. Thunder and, Bay. I'm gonna, and I'm going to throw one more in that just came in on our live chat uh, viewers. Uh, Jeff Cornish says, keep up the great work, guys. I'm a fan. Aww. Thanks, Jeff. Right. Is a that a baby, baby butt fan? Well, yeah. <laughs> baby butt, butt fan. Hey, that, we could give one of those away as a free gift. It's a baby butt Storm of corn. He's the guy that had the uh, Jeff has the hashtag on Twitter. Storm of storm of corn. Storm, I think of, it's corn. storm of corn. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that always made me think of like cream of corn. The children of, of the corn. corn. But um, yeah, Jeff. Jeff is actually too. He's. Uh, I think he's still uh, also uh, with Zoom Radar. So that's awesome. Nice. Because awesome, if you uh, Zoom Radar has got that new app, which is awesome. That track uh, that tracks uh, storm chasers as well. I gotta get that. I, I gotta. Mm-hmm. That's it, pretty it cool. Is, that. It is yeah. sweet. If if you go to our website stormfrontfreaks.com, we have that interactive radar with the storm chaser views on our website. But for an app, it's it's a great convenient mm-hmm. cool little app um, that they did, and they did that with uh, Severe Studios with Corey Hartman. Yep, that so was kind of a combination they did together. All comes together. Does it cost yeah, money? Like crossover. Uh, no, it's it's a free app. Wow. You can you can there there is some things you can buy add-ons, but that's a free yeah. app. It's really sweet. Nice, good. Yep. Down All right, there. hey fans of the show, I just want to let everybody know uh, we are accepting requests to fill a role we have to help with our social media campaign, web page design, and possible educational segment on the podcast. If you or someone you know might be interested, uh, send your request to Phil at stormfrontfreaks.com by January 21st, and I'll be in touch uh, with some more information. But I think that about does it for this episode of Stormfront Freaks Podcast. Thanks for listening and watching. Uh, Please take the time to leave us a great review on your podcast app so other Storm Freaks can find us. I want to shout out and special thanks to our guest, Ginger Z. Thank you, Ginger. And our our partners, uh, Severe Studios, Zoom Radar, and Weather Pro Shop. Uh, Our next episode is in two weeks. It continues season 3.0, and we will be recording on January 25th with Storm Chasers Bill Ford and Mike Pendergast of Storm Warriors. Uh, If you'd like to watch the recording live at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central, 
check out our YouTube channel by searching Stormfront Freaks uh, to hey, listen. Phil? Yeah. I, I, I just had to say this because I'm pretty sure if you want to be an intern and you're a supermodel, is Brady doing the interview? <laughs> oh, I'm doing the interview. <laughs> I don't, oh, I'm doing. There, there's your answer. There's your answer. Uh, so anyway, interview, if you want to listen, uh, if you want to listen, always be sure to click subscribe on your podcast app so that you can be notified immediately when it becomes available. Uh, so for MJ, Maz, Dina, Brady, and Kim, I'm signaling the all clear. We'll catch you guys next time. All right, we're out of here. See you later. See ya. Let's be done, you. Thank you for listening to the Stormfront Freaks podcast. To subscribe and be notified when new episodes of our bi-weekly show are available, you can go to Apple Podcasts on iTunes, Google Play, or your favorite podcast app and search for Stormfront Freaks. If you would like to contact us with questions or make comments about the show, shoot us an email to questions at stormfrontfreaks.com or follow us on Twitter at Stormfront Freak. We'd love to hear from you. For show notes, additional information about this episode, as well as past and upcoming shows, videos, photos, and more, visit our website at stormfrontfreaks.com. While you're there, check out the interactive radar provided by our friends at zoomradar.com. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash stormfrontfreaks. Join us next time and tell a friend about the Stormfront Freaks podcast.